Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Bonjour, uh, ladies and uh, gentlemen. Uh, my name is So. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, for everybody. Howdy, partner. Howdy, <laughs> <laughs> partner. My name is Tex Ranger. Tex Ranger. Tex Ranger. I, I don't think that sounds more more American than that. It doesn't get tax range. Maybe Southern American, but yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like how right. people from other countries just assume that everybody in America is like wearing a ten gallon hat and has like spurs and like mm-hmm. chaps on. <laughs> yeah, when I saw a picture of you the first time, I was thinking, why isn't he wearing a cowboy hat? I did have two guns on my on each hip, so. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> you had a mask on your face. That's that's actually the first picture I saw of you. Ah, somebody With sent me. That, I still have that as like my profile picture on a few places, and people are like, "Wow, that that picture really uh, it really held up, didn't it?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, lots of people haven't seen the picture, so it's not really something to even talk about, but... Yeah. But yes, it is relevant, because a lot of people are wearing masks now. I mean, it's become a thing here where people are just making mass amount of homemade masks to, like, give to hospitals, because we don't even have enough masks for hospitals here in America. Right. Yeah, we passed one million... People being uh, sick, we have 1,379,346, is dead, and 20, 200, sorry, 254,321 has been recovered. In the States, we have 400,412. In Italy, we have 135,586. In the UK, we have 550,949. In Norway, we have 6,086. I just like to point out if you take America four hundred and four thousand, and then you take yeah. Spain, Italy, and Germany, and you add Spain, Italy, and Germany, their cases all together. Yeah, it doesn't equal just the U.S. The next three countries down, their cases right. don't act, they they equal about well let's see, uh. 370, 380,000, if you add the yeah, next three that. countries down somewhere around there, and we have 404,000, yeah. so we're yeah. not doing great over here. 
But uh, to be honest, you're kind of bigger than Spain, Italy, and Germany as well, so... That's true. Uh, we kind of. kind of didn't get ahead of it as well either. Um... And this, uh, the numbers in China I don't trust at all. Right, and so then Iran is, what, number six or number seven? We don't really know yeah. the numbers there, but that's true for the U.S. too. Is like we started testing really late. We don't 100%. Mm-hmm. Like some people are not getting tested that should be tested. It taking weeks and weeks for tests to come back for people. So who knows what number of tests are out there right now that haven't been counted into this number. Uh, and then what I was yeah. listening to, at least in the last couple days from the U.S. government, saying that this week is going to be basically, what did they call it, our Pearl Harbor. This is going to be the, this week and next week are going to be when the numbers skyrocket. They're saying the death toll in America projected is somewhere around 100,000, and right now we have somewhere around 13,000. So if that was to happen in the next two weeks, that's going to be intense. Yeah, and uh, again, where the fuck is India on this map? Uh, they say they have 5,311 with four dead. Do you believe that for one single second? It's hard to believe, but are they just really, really good at what they're doing, is my question. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I've seen some... Sorry? I I really don't know. It's hard to tell, but, I mean... 5,311 with only four four deaths, like, in the single digits. Yeah. That's hard to believe, for sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe that for one single fucking second. There's no way that is true numbers. But then again, I think the numbers in the States are probably the double of what we are seeing, so... Because testing, like you said... The number, the numbers that we are seeing are entirely fake, in the way that it is impossible to test any, everybody. I mean, I personally know of three people that have had the coronavirus that hasn't been tested because they don't fit the preliminaries for being tested. Right. Uh, I in so, America the the. There, there, depending on which state you're in, there's different um, requirements for you to be tested. So when they say, like, oh, this is how many are in America, uh, it's yeah. really hard to tell in America because the way we're doing it, we don't have a universal health care system. So every state is doing their own individual testing and everything. So mm. and then it's dependent on each state. So is that state lying or are they not testing enough? And then that affects the whole the count of the whole country because one state is not doing as well as other states if that makes sense so it's really hard to tell in america what is going on mostly because of how unorganized our healthcare system is to begin with uh we talked about uh this uh, last week that uh, uh, boris johnson got into a uh, hospital he moved from a hospital into intensive care 
Uh, he was put on a ventilator he, last night. Yes. He was on he, he on a ventilator, as I was to understand, um, which yes. is not good. But it is, it is uh, said that he is with good spirit after spending a night in an intensive care unit in London after being treated uh, for coronavirus. Uh, he was admitted, like we said last week, uh, at Downing Street. Well, per, uh, to intensive care, he, oh. was in, he, he was put in two days ago into intensive care. He was put in the hospital right. last week, right? A Downing Street spokesman said uh, Johnson is a stable condition. He has not required uh, uh, mechanical ventilation or uh, non-invasive respiratory support, he said. So, Johnson is the first major leader to fall ill with the virus. Is he? Do we know that? Well, I mean, fact? major leader, meaning like the leader, the, like the head of an entire country. Uh, I right. think, I, or like a major country. I mean, he's the the biggest the uh, leader to to fall ill with this kind of virus. I would say yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I would. I mean, that's kind of why that. we're following it at all. Uh, I think the right. interesting thing about this is he was the person who was like all for you know. Uh, Let's let, remember when people were talking. Oh, let's just get everybody infected, and then it'll go away faster because economy. Remember that? Well, he was one of the people that was all for that, going around shaking hands with people and everything like that. And then he got it, and so it's almost like uh, it should be a warning to all those people who were saying that to begin with. Remember the guy we covered? He's like, oh, we just got to restart the economy. Trump's like, oh, we got to open up by Easter. These kind of things. Uh, Boris Johnson was one of those people who was on that side of things, and now he's fallen ill with it, probably because he was not avoiding it like he should. Probably. Uh, we talked a little about this uh, Corona beer thing, because we said that all publicity is good publicity, or I said that, at least. Then you told me that their sale was thinking of this coronavirus, and then we talked about it being cancelled in one brewery, but now it's being cancelled in all, it seems like. It says here Mexico's Grupo Modelo says, said on Thursday it will temporarily stop brewing Corona beer and other brands exported to 180 countries after its business activities were declared non-essential under a government order. The Mexican government this week declared a health emergency and ordered the suspension of non-essential activities after the number of corona cases in the country surpassed 1,000. Uh, on Thursday, it had reported 1,510 cases with 50 deaths, so that was last week. Uh, the brewer said in a statement that it, the suspension will go into place from Sunday and that it was already in the process of scaling down production to a level at which it could resume once its suspended suspension is lifted. Right. Here's my question. Do you think Corona Bear will come back? It says here... brand Corona. Uh, Modelo is part of a brewing group called Anheuser-Busch InBev. <laughs> so 
So I yeah. would say Anheuser-Busch probably has the money to bring Corona back if they want to. I don't think Corona is going out of money anytime soon. If Anheuser-Busch is no. backing them, right. But I'm, I'm saying, is it a good publicity thing to do it? Is it, will people buy it again? Do you think that's a possibility? I mean, I would buy it for the memes, but that's me. I, that's what I think. I think once this is all over, it will be a novelty to be like, oh, let's have a Corona party after, you know right. what I mean? And there'll be all these college parties that are, all it is is Corona beer, and they'll probably have a surge. That's possibility. The other possibility is everybody will be sick of even the word and won't want to go anywhere near it. I mean, when we watched WrestleMania this weekend uh, with a bunch oh, of people. Oh, we did? Over, over two <laughs> days. We'll talk about that later in the show, but... Yes. <laughs> on WrestleMania, there was a commercial by the uh, Modella Group, the people who it own was. Corona Beer, which was basically like mm. a big PR thing saying, oh, we at Modella, we support the people, we're giving money back to uh, healthcare workers and this and that. And Fro was like, wow, that would be weird if this commercial was a Corona commercial. And we looked it up and we're like, oh, wow, Modella is the people who own Corona. So this basically was a Corona commercial. Yeah. But uh, I'm very happy because it is uh, proven that it can't go to animals. So I'm happy about that. Well, that's not true. Uh... What? It's not? Bronx Zoo tiger tests positive for uh, COVID-19. Four-year-old Malaysian tiger and six other tigers and lions have also fallen ill. Uh, a tiger at the Bronx Zoo has tested positive for coronavirus in what is believed to be the first known infection of an animal, animal in the U.S. Mm. So I guess that's happened to other places, and we, I just get we haven't heard of it. I guess uh, the four-year-old. Yeah, no, we haven't heard of it. Tiger Nadia and six other tigers and lions have also fallen ill. Uh, they are believed to have been infected by a zoo employee who wasn't yet showing symptoms. The first animal started showing symptoms March 27th, and all were doing well and expected to. Re all are doing well and are expected to recover, uh, said the zoo, which has closed to the public since March 16th uh, amid the outbreak. Right. So. Uh, I guess so, yeah, they've been closed, but uh, one of the zoo employees was infected. And they think that that's what got the animals infected? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did uh, Joe Exotic have anything to say about this? I don't think so. <laughs> Joe Exotic says in the statement that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if PETA comes out and says that th this zoo is mistreating these animals, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we, uh, I, I love Peter. They are just, we, we love uh, them. They're favorite. the greatest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never done anything I, uh, stupid like sue a guy for taking a picture of a monkey. No. I remember that. <laughs> Peter is... is Okay, uh, look into it. They are not very nice animals. Spoiler alert. Because that's how it works. Uh, talking about things that isn't very nice to people, um, Wisconsin moves forward with the uh, election despite uh, virus concerns. What the hell is going on here? Okay, so <sighs> voters in Wisconsin 
will have to face a choice Tuesday of participating, so this was yesterday, participating in the presidential election or heeding warnings from public health officials to stay away from large crowds during the corona pandemic. Hours after the governor, Tony Evers of Wisconsin, issued an order to postpone the election for two months, the conservative-controlled Wisconsin Supreme Court on Monday sided with Republicans who said he didn't have the authority to reschedule uh, the race. Conservative justices in the U.S. Supreme Court quickly followed with a ruling blocking Democratic efforts to extend absentee voting. The decision leaves uh, Wisconsin with the only state with the election scheduled for April that is proceeding as planned. As other states prepare to vote May or June, Wisconsin will closely be watched for signs that fears of the coronavirus may depress turnout. Or I would say fears that in two weeks after this, uh, a bunch of people, like, we're going to see a spike in deaths. That's what I'm worried about because that's mm-hmm. what happened in Florida and uh, I think it was Illinois or the two places that continued voting last time. The la- uh, When we were like, why are we continuing to do, do voting? Well, the places that continued to do voting, I think Ohio was the place that actually decided to cancel doing its election and the other places that continued, they saw spikes in coronavirus. Is it coincidence? It's possible, but I'm guessing not. It is so stupid. I... So incredibly stupid. Why I... the fuck are they doing this? Well, they they did it already. I mean, I saw pictures yesterday of people in giant lines waiting to vote in Wisconsin. Oh, that's super good! Yes, let's create lines with sick people. That's exactly what we should do. What a moronic shit thing to do. We said it the first time that this was a bad idea, and it it was still in a period when those first elections happened that you could maybe say, oh, well, maybe these people just weren't informed enough to know not to have the election. But now, I don't think there's any question that everybody knew that this was a bad idea. (laughs) Right. This is just the worst idea ever. Well, it doesn't really matter anymore because uh, the election is basically over. Uh, Sanders yeah. has dropped out of the presidential race, race today, uh, just a mm-hmm. few hours ago. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders suspended his presidential bid on Wednesday, ending his campaign that once appeared on track to dominate the Democratic nomination. Sanders began real reevaluating his campaign after his primary loss, after a few primary losses last month, but he continued to push for the nominations for weeks before ultimately telling his staff in a conference call on Wednesday morning that he had decided to drop out of the race. His decision to suspend his campaign effectively paves the way for former Vice President Joe Biden to claim the Democratic nomination. Who who else would it be? (laughs) I mean, like we said last week, there's all this talk about him getting replaced by Cuomo. I don't, like I said last week, I don't even think there's a way to do that, but they're still talking about it. Uh, I think Cuomo has a better chance than Biden does, to be honest. I think he's just as much of a Republican, if not more of a Republican than Biden is. <laughs> That's true. But we were talking about chances, and I said, I think he has a better chance. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't think he does. I don't know why you think he has a better chance of beating Trump, I assume you mean? Yeah. Cuomo? Yeah, I, I think so. I don't think so. I, 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 I think I see no re- I, I, I see tough. no like reason why he would have a better chance. Maybe you could explain that. Uh, because he's hot in the press right now. Everybody likes him for some reason. Everybody in the press, so like what? Forty people like him. I don't think that equates yeah. to like him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Just because Jake I, I... Ta- just because Jake Tapper has a boner for Cuomo doesn't mean everybody's <laughs> going to vote for him. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah, no, this is sad news. Uh, I mean. What can I say? As a Bernie Sanders supporter, um, this is not a happy day for me. No. Um, I was hoping he would stick it out basically to the end so that he could push his own, some type of platform uh, decisions. Yesterday, Biden had come out and said he wants Bernie in his cabinet, so maybe it's possible some behind-the-scenes dealings were made and maybe Bernie got some type of cabinet position um, secured and that's why he dropped out. That is a possibility. Fro? Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, That would make me extremely angry at Bernie. What? Selling out. Uh, It depends on what cabinet position it was. What if they made him health secretary? Twice? Oh, yeah. I could see that. I mean, there's a multiple... I don't see him being vice president because Biden already said he was going to pick a woman. So it would be... Right? Right. Uh, I think that would have been a great move for him to make Bernie vice president because it would it would have united the party in a way. Yeah. Uh, some mm. people wouldn't have been happy with it. But I don't think that's a possibility now. I think the real question Just now, the, going forward, is who is going to be Joe Biden's VP? Does he pick yeah. a progressive that is going to bring people like me in to his group? That we're going to—is it going to be a Nina Turner? Is it going to be uh, even an Elizabeth Warren, where we could be like, oh, he actually is wants to like try to get our vote, or is he going to pick mm. uh, Kamala Harris, and we're going to—and I'm going to go, wow, I don't. I don't really feel like voting for the, either of these people, whether it's Trump or Biden. Uh, that's that's very true. I think that's uh, one of those two things will <laughs> probably happen, though. I I I do believe he, he it's more probable that he will pick something like that instead of something progressive. It would shock me. If they picked something, someone progressive as a VP, I think they. But uh, I think that that side of the party sees Kamala Harris as progressive because she's a woman <laughs> and because she's a woman of yeah. color. They they don't cons- <laughs> like they see like identity as pro- uh, a progressive thing where they don't the policies don't matter. It's like oh, it's progressive because she's a woman of color, so that's progressive to them, right? Mega progressive. Uh, but uh, Trump 
is going to deploy a new anti-drug navy ship near Venezuela. I'm guessing Venezuela are very happy about that. Yeah, this is a follow-up to a story we were supposed to cover last week, um, but it, it was like in our run sheet, and we were talking about the news, and somehow Fro just skipped over a news story, and we I didn't notice, Fro didn't notice. Last week, <laughs> uh, the U.S. charged uh, the Venezuela President Nicolas Maduro with narco-terrorism, Fro? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Trump administration trying to take over Venezuela, uh, trying to change out the government with their own government. This is not a new story for us here at Another Digital Citizen, uh, talking about Maduro and Guaido and everything else. This week, the U.S. is sending warships to the Caribbean, or Caribbean, what do you say, Caribbean, Caribbean? Caribbean. Uh... Whatever anybody wants to say, tomato, tomato, whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. The U.S. sends warships to the Caribbean to stop illegal drugs, it says. The U.S. is sending warships to the Caribbean to stop illegal drugs. Trump says we must not let drug cartels exploit the pandemic to threaten American lives. The move comes weeks after the U.S. charged President Nicolas Maduro and other senior officials in the country with narco-terrorism. It accuses them of flooding the U.S. with cocaine and using drugs as weapons to undermine the health of Americans. Of course. It wasn't Colombia, Fro. It was Venezuela that was sending the (laughs) cocaine here. I mean, I'm not not like a a geographical uh, politics... Mastermind. Mastermind, but I'm pretty sure the cocaine comes out of Colombia. All right, but... (laughs) A fifteen million a fifteen million dollar reward was offered uh, for information leading to Maduro's arrest. The Venezuelan government called the U.S. deployment a diversion from the current pandemic spreading around the U.S. The U.S. military oh, deployed deployment will further escalate tensions between these two nations. Washington has long accused Venezuelan president of leading a corrupt and brutal regi- regime. Uh, it backs the opposition leader, Juan Guaido, who declared himself interim president last year, like we've talked about. Oh. And this guy, Guaido, remember at the State of the Union, where he was at the State of the Union address? Oh, yeah, I tend to remember that, yes. I mean, they're just blatantly, like when we talk about regime change wars and like take just the U.S. trying to... Uh, take over countries in a way where we're trying to take over basically the world. We're not even trying to hide it now. We just have the we at the president's State of the Union. We go, hey, look, here's the leader. We're gonna replace that country's leader with. He he's right here. We're mm-hmm. gonna we're all gonna clap. Even, <laughs> even Nancy Pelosi stood up and was like, yay! I'm a Democrat. I love regime change wars. Yay! And people wonder why the Democratic Party is not going to win this election. That's true. They are going to lose. I mean, we said it before, and we'll say mm-hmm. it again. I can't wait to every Democrat comes and blame us. Oh, they'll just blame Trump Joe winning. Rogan and, like, uh, you know. <laughs> every other podcaster. They'll blame Joe Rogan and every other podcaster and uh, 
some celebrity that they don't like who like agreed with Bernie at some point, like Danny DeVito, they'll be like, it was Danny DeVito's fault. That's who. That's whose fault it's going to be. It's going to be De- Danny DeVito's no, fault. It is us because we say on the podcast that Biden will not win. Uh, but uh, talking about Joe Rogan, he would rather vote for Trump than Biden. Hmm. Uh, which I don't know if you heard the podcast from yesterday. He kind of. I did. He addressed this, but we'll get into what happened yeah. here. Uh, po- uh, Joe Rogan, the podcast host, said former Vice President uh, 77 is too old despite having endorsed Sanders 78 for de- Democratic nomination. That is not what he said. He never said he was too old. No. <laughs> uh, let's go into what he actually said. Uh, he's, Rogan said, I'd rather vote for Trump than Biden. I don't think he can handle anything. You're relying entirely on his cabinet. If you want to talk about an individual leader who can communicate, he can't do that. And we don't know what the fuck he'll be like after a year in office. The pressure of being president of the United States is something that no one has ever been prepared for. The only one who seems to be fine with it is Trump, oddly enough. Uh, The president is 73, but Rogan said he doesn't seem to be aging at all or in any sort of decline. Obama almost immediately started looking older. George Bush almost immediately started looking older. Uh, so I guess that's the... So there. he's not talking about Biden as being old. He's talking about Trump as not looking older. And they... Right. they uh, oh, he's calling Biden old. But what he was really saying, if you listen to it, he was just saying that uh, he thinks that Biden is not physically able up to the, maybe physically up to the task of uh, the grueling schedule it takes to be the president of the United yeah. States or mentally right physically or mentally either right right and it doesn't have anything to do with his age it has to do with him as a person yeah so talk a little about what he said on last night's podcast then that's pretty much what he said he said I wasn't saying uh, that I didn't want to, uh, that I, I wasn't saying that I wanted to vote for Trump. I was saying I wanted to vote for anybody but Biden. He was saying I'd, I would vote mm-hmm. for Oprah over Biden. I would vote for Mike Tyson over Biden because at least they're competent. <laughs> and I was like, is Mike Tyson really like all, all there in the head? I don't know about that, Joe. <laughs> <Jill. laughs> I, I think he was exaggerating. Well, of course, yeah. Point. Uh, but obviously these people love to take Joe Rogan out of context all the time. So I don't think it's a great idea for him to exaggerate in this scenario, but, um, I mean, it's, he's, he was, he was saying, uh, there's a problem with Biden, not that he supports Trump and they took it as, Oh, he supports Trump now because, uh, he's a Bernie person basically so all of a sudden because joe rogan said this online at least it was all bernie's fault because joe rogan said he would vote he would vote for trump over biden that became bernie's fault somehow and then the day after that bernie drops out i think there was a lot of pressure on bernie after this and with the wisconsin election and everything else uh, that's happening right now i think there's been a lot of pressure on bernie to drop out and i'm sure Something happened in the last couple of days 
that caused him to drop out. Whether it was a deal he made or something, uh, we will see in the future. But I think this Rogan thing may have had something to do with it in, this, in the sense that it put more pressure on the Bernie campaign, if that makes sense to you. I, I understand what you mean, yeah. But uh, you, you remember uh, a little TV show called Charmed? I do. Uh, there's an actor there called Alyssa Milano. Uh, and she has been talking about Joe Biden. Or not talking about Joe Biden. Might be a better way to yeah. Uh We talked last week about the rape allegations against Joe Biden. Uh, which we said last week, it's probably a good idea... Like. The left brings it up before Trump does. Otherwise, he's going to be ahead of everybody on the making fun of Biden for this train, I guess. I mean, right. it's not a good idea to pretend it doesn't exist because it's Trump is going to bring this up. It's going to be a thing he talks about. Um, so we're okay. going to talk about it right here. Alyssa Milano is going to explain why she somebody who is considered maybe the head of the Me Too movement or one of the leaders of the Me Too movement, why she... One of them, yeah. Uh, why she was against uh, talking about the Joe Biden allegations. So go ahead and give me a countdown from. In three, two, one, play. What did you do that you were trending? <laughs> um, so it's actually, it's actually quite a serious reason Okay. I think. Um, okay. So I've been, I endorsed Joe Biden. Okay, good. And there have been accusations <laughs> against Joe um, about sexual, uh, about a sexual assault. Right, and people and were saying, how so, can you do that? Because so I was, um, I have not publicly said anything about this. Um, if you remember, it kind of took me a long time to publicly say anything about, about Harvey as well. Because I believe that um, even though we should believe women, and that is an important thing, and what that statement really means is, like, you know, for so long, the the go-to has been not to believe them. So, yeah. really, we have to sort of societally ch change that mindset okay. to believing women. Okay. Does not that was the Me Too movement. That's of not... Yep. It's uh, over. You know, Bye. Giving men their due process and, okay. and investigating. Oh, oh the okay. thing we, we were talking about. Okay. And and giving. Remember Big know, Brother UK, bro? Remember be, that whole thing? Mm -hmm. It's got to be fair in, in mm -hmm. both directions. Okay. So, you know, I've been very vocal about um, uh, Biden and my support for, for him. I've known him for a long time. And. Um, I did so have other rapists you diligence fucker. part yeah. of it was I known uh, him for a long the time article that sort of stood out to me was that Jesus. Time's up uh, decided not to take the case uh -huh. um, and so gosh it's important to you that that I meant did, well maybe there's more to this story here right I did my work and I and I spoke to time's up and I <sighs> don't feel this angers me. Throwing away a decent man that I've known for 15 years. <laughs> in this, in this, this is so fucking atrocious. Without there being um, a thorough investigation, yep. I'm sure 
Oh. Um, mainstream media would be jumping all over this. Oh, yeah, the mainstream media um, would be jumping well, all over mm-hmm. this if, if it was know, true. From. If they we weren't in mm-hmm. a pandemic. Uh, oh, or yeah, if there was more. If we weren't in a pandemic is what Andy Cohen just said. Evidence you know, if, that was. If they found more evidence or, or through it. their investigate. So I'm just kind of staying quiet. So there we go. Uh, yeah. She. Oh. <sighs> She just said that uh, we shouldn't, I guess we shouldn't take it seriously because the mainstream media isn't taking it seriously from. She said if the mainstream media (sighs) had uh, checked it out uh, and they didn't report on it, then it's not worth paying attention to. You know, remember how uh, ABC did such a good job covering that Epstein story? Uh, or that M- how NBC did such a good job uh, covering that, that that Harvey Weinstein story. Th- those mainstream media people did a great job for the Me Too movement. Uh, so the Me Too movement is now cancelled. It was nice while it lasted. Yeah, we had fun. She uh, apparently I haven't I haven't seen this, but apparently on her Twitter she had Me Too in her bio. And she took it out of her bio. Alyssa Milano did. <laughs> I'm sorry that it's just so fucking atrocious. <laughs> it is just. It is. I. 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 It makes me physically angry listening to this girl. I just don't. It I don't so believe. I don't think. She, I don't think she believes what she's saying. To be honest, I. I think she is. <laughs> she's got an angle, and I think. Uh, her co-star from Charmed says it best. Rose McGowan says, you are a fraud. This is about holding the media accountable. After you, yeah. you go after Trump and Kavanaugh saying, uh, believe victims, but you are a lie. You, you have always been a lie. The corrupt DNC is in on the smear job of Tara Reid. So are you. Shame is what her co-star says. Yep. Uh, Charmed. Look out for that show. It's pretty. Uh, it's charming. I like I, it. I, we got to be careful. If if there's like a, a magical fight happens between two witches in the the middle of downtown <laughs> LA, we know it's Alyssa Milano and Rose McGowan. <laughs> hey, uh, Trump is going to tell the truth about something. What is he going to telling the truth of? Changing yourself. This is Trump. We're not. Trump tells the truth. The 3rd of March, Boris Johnson said we should be going about our business as usual. Well, that was a little bit over one month ago, and nothing is usual. We knew about the problems. We can, we can say that, well, he could knew the extent of the problem. But China is closing down a city with 11 million people. We should be know that something shitty is coming. Boris Johnson did not only say we shouldn't worry, he went to a hospital and handshaked people with the virus. Now he has it on himself. He's not even sick anymore. He's on intensive care. Yes, he's in intensive care. I don't like Boris Johnson much. Not about the politics. I think he's a fucking clown. But I hope he dies. I hope it go well with him. I hope it go well with his wife and child. But this is also the arrogance. This Western society is all toward every problem there is right now. We just think that the dreaming away 
and pretend that things don't exist will solve the problem. This was a problem coming and we knew it was coming. We still didn't give a shit. Same is climate change. We know it is a problem. We can even see the problem is causing a lot of trouble all over the world, but we still don't give a shit. Big number at the stock market, jobs and and desperate living seems to be what we care about now. Yes, life is hard. Yes, we have to work a lot to, to make a lot of money to get what we need. Yes, it's hard. It's tough. But this one shit is harder. But there's something with science and climate. It doesn't give a shit if you're a Christian, Muslim, Jew or an atheist. When people die, people die. When all, what we live of disappear, disappear for everybody, not some few. The arrogance over this have come in some strange reaction. Well, on the right, we're talking about the glory of the country, close the border, get rid of immigrants. And also on the left, you try to find out that leader who can lead us into something. Like, that's going to fucking help. We have to have a change in attitude, how we address problems and how we go about them. Because this, it's on the fucking beginning. In America, you have now a lot of interesting stories about people who believe in Christ. They're still going to worship their God. They're going to have big gatherings because they think God is going to protect them. Well, I don't think science agree. They can blame they will blame on anything like, say, like homosexuals. They already started that in Norway. And like sin and so on. People are still going to die. When a plague arrived, early in the Middle Ages, they tried to blame the Jews and everybody else, but it still killed people. It still killed people because we don't take shit seriously. We don't. That's the problem. After this corona crisis, it's going to start again because this pandemic comes again and again. But the lead one started because we started it. We mess with nature. We mess with things we shouldn't be messing with. And that's why things go fucking wrong. We can be arrogant about that. We can blame it on, say, you're a leftist, hard to the right, hard to the left. It doesn't matter. The problem is still existing and it concerns everyone. Some bipartisans and some should be around right now. We should have it. We should have more of it. But you also have to lower ourselves. We are not the center of the universe, but we are the center of the problem. And we have, it doesn't start by changing politics. We have to start by changing ourselves. This was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Thank you, Tron, for telling the truth. Hey, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen in one word at gmail.com uh, and if you say it for, fast it's another digital citizen at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at podcast adc that's at podcast adc we are a member of pod all the time network tell me about that luke uh, that's right pod all the time network they help us out uh sharing our podcast and other podcasts uh, within our network, another podcast in our network, Real A.K.A. Truth Podcast, 53 episodes dedicated to speaking the truth. Uh, go find that at, at Real A.K.A. Truth Pod. And if you want to check out the other 
podcasts on the Pod All The Time Network, go to at Pod All The Time PN. That's Pat, p- at Pod All The Time PN. Uh, and like Fro said, our Twitter is at Podcast ADC. We have a Facebook page. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Anything interesting going on there? Uh, we got something from Jeremy. Uh, if you want to post something for us underneath uh, the last show, we'll talk about it on the next show. So if you post it under this show, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it on next show. Uh, Jeremy says, I was going to say uh, you guys are so wrong about Shayna Baszler winning, but then I remembered I had her mixed up with Rhea Ripley. There's no way Rhea Ripley wins against Charlotte. <laughs> I like that. That's a funny comment. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, we watched WrestleMania, and you, we'll just say Jeremy was right. We'll get into that in a minute. We're going to go through our whole WrestleMania results uh, right after the main topic. So. We will. Because, uh, look, there is coming new episodes of Tiger King, uh, according to Jeff Lowe, at, at least. Okay. Uh, we're seeing, at least, what I'm seeing is there's going to be an episode eight. Um, right. One episode. Which I'm guessing from the, the series is going to be mostly about... Because they... They insinuated in the last episode that a bunch of other people were going to get in trouble for things, right? Right. And so I'm assuming that this is going to be that, is other people getting in trouble for the stuff we didn't talk about. Which is weird, because I would assume it would be Jeff Lowe, but uh, he's the one announcing it, so that's a little weird. Yeah, it could also be that he hasn't seen it, look. <laughs> and, and being tricked into promoting, promoting it? it? I guess so, Who maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he is not looking very good. Like, I I was talking to somebody, and they, they were like, who, do, who is the hero in this show? And I was like, nobody. That's the whole fucking point. <laughs> yeah, everybody is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's amazingly terrible hey look i have seen a lot 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 of tv i have no clue that i have seen this much tv i have at least 17 shows i've seen this week okay well let's uh try to do them fast like group some things together <sighs> sure i've seen Perry mason done okay uh anything else like old shows uh, old, old, other than Perry Mason. Yeah, I have seen a Turkish TV show about um, uh, a guy that gets uh, dementia, uh, Alzheimer's, and it's called Serihat, Serihat. Uh, and he becomes a serial killer uh, because he wants to get rid of all crime and now he, he will forget his crimes because, yes, he, he has gotten Alzheimer's. It is incredibly good. It's one of the best things I have seen on TV this week. How old is it? Do you know when it like when it's from? Uh, no, I'm going to guess around Breaking Bad times. I, I will I will look it up. Okay. Uh, I, I got caught up caught up on a bunch of stuff. Let's see. I watched like. 
uh, four episodes of Devs, uh, four episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine this week to get caught up on that, uh, seven, seven episodes of Bless This Mess to get caught up on that, um, couple episodes of Young Sheldon, a few episodes of Bob Hart's Abashula, four episodes of Dispatches from Elsewhere to get caught up on that, uh, oh, that is so good. Uh, yeah, so I've been getting caught up on a whole bunch of shows this week. Uh, Dispatches from Elsewhere, I feel like, is gonna be in my top five at the end of the year, but I'm not really sure yet. Yes, I think so as well. It's up there. Uh, it's spelled S-H... No, sorry, S-A-H-S-I-Y-E-T. It came out in 2018. It has a 9.2. Two out of ten on IMDb. Oh, a lot newer than you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, thought it was from 2010 or something. All right. Anything else old or like you're currently watching and getting caught up on? Uh, no, I have binged uh, a lot. Uh, I I have seen some uh, more episodes of Motherland, Fort Salem that you, you didn't like. I still like it. About the witches? Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like right. it. <laughs> I, I'd no. stop watching it after two episodes. Uh, yeah, anything else? Uh, Three Busy Debras that you recommended me watch. Okay. That is cray-cray. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all whatsoever. <laughs> it is very cray-cray. Talking about t- uh, cray-cray things I recommended you, I know that you have seen an episode of Beef House, at least one. I saw two episodes. There's a second episode out now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, on Adult Swim, uh, or Cartoon Network, I guess, Adult Swim, whatever. They're, like, the same, kind of. Uh, it's crazy. I, I don't know how to describe it. I feel like Three Busy Debras is actually crazier than this show, but it, it oh, yeah. basically is just a parody of American sitcoms with the laugh track and everything. Right. It, it's... Uh, it's just that that's the joke. The whole joke is it's a parody of American sitcoms trying to um, make fun of the what's a good of full house and those kind of American sitcoms. And it's funny. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the funniest Tim and Eric thing ever made. And I, I like I said, I think three busy Debras is crazier than this is. I agree. Yeah. I give it a. Um, I gave it a seven, though. I still think it's good. I really like it. Uh, of new things that I watched this week, I have seen Almost Paradise. This is a show from uh, YGN America. YGN? Y- yeah, That's YGN not a America. Uh, it's C- CW, I guess. Oh, WGN. Right, okay. CW and WGN are like, they're similar. Right. So this is about the DAA agent that is uh, forced to early retire, and we follow him uh, of his uh, life of uh, 
and he gets uh, to be one of uh, an undercover agent, and he is uh, sent to many places. I've seen this show a thousand times before, but I really like it. I think most of it because it has uh, Christopher, uh, no, not Chris, uh, Christopher, uh, Christian Kane in one of the leads as uh, Alex Walker and. Uh, He's he's a good actor. I like him. Okay. Uh, let's see. I saw some finales this week. Uh, Big Brother Canada finale, uh, season eight finale. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, did you watch this? I did. Yeah. I I was expecting a little more um, focus on like how the people felt leaving the house and going into the regular world, but they yeah. more focused on like yeah. how they're going to miss being in the house and how they kind of lost, um, their opportunity to, to play the yeah. game. Yeah. And to win. Yeah. yeah I mean, both, um, still trying to very Go ahead. wrong focused. It, it, the show felt very wrong focused in that way. I I didn't understand the focus of the show. I kind of did. I, I mean, they're just trying to say like, I mean, the, for the people in the house, when you're in there and you're playing the game, that's all you're focused on twenty four seven. So right, I understand. That. Yeah, so I understood so. what they were going for, and I, I understand how the people would feel that way when you're hyper focused on one thing constantly, and then all of a sudden you get ripped out of it i think that's what kind of they were going for but uh it was still an emotional ending and definitely one for the yeah. books i mean this is different than any other big brother ever in any country anywhere so uh hmm. let's see if we see say, say that about something else coming up <laughs> intent uh, yeah i don't even know what you're talking about uh oh this is different than like not nothing else we have ever seen Oh, right, okay. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't know. What would you give this season, even though we didn't get a winner or anything? It's like... so... Yeah, no, it's so hard to give this season a, a top score, but I'm giving it a 7. Uh, I'd probably give it an 8.5 because right. of the novelty of it, because this it was so different. Yeah. Uh, I saw the of Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, Say that again. Sorry, you broke up a little is... bit. Okay. I've seen the two first episodes of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. This is a documentary documentary <laughs> on this, uh, the History Channel, uh, and it is supposed to give us uh, a very uh, insight into the uh, secrets of the Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, for people that don't know, well, what the Skinwalkers uh, Skinwalkers Ranch is, it's in Utah, uh, and uh, they have uh, supposedly have uh, extraterrestrials there and things like that. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. I gave the two first episodes uh, seven and a half. Okay. Uh, Miracle Worker season two finale. Yeah. Good season finale. 
do you think, what do you think they're going to do if they have a season three, I guess? Because the first season was absolutely <laughs> nothing like the, the, or the right. second season was nothing like the first season. I don't think the third season will be anything like the this season. So where do they go next, right. I guess? World War uh, two. Right, I guess so. It's going to be like a yeah. Black Adder. It's just going to continuously right. change to like a different time yes. period with the same characters. That would be cool. And, and I don't mind that. <laughs> uh, I gave this season a 9. I gave it a 9 as well. What else? Uh, let's see, any more finales? Uh, both me and you watched a new show on Netflix, a sketch show, the Eliza, Eliza Schlesinger uh, show? Sketch show. The Eliza Schlesinger yeah. sketch show. Say that ten times fast. Uh, season one. I don't, how many episodes of this did you watch? Uh, I watched three. Okay. I saw all of it, actually. Okay. Uh, what did you think? Overall, I give it an eight. I thought it was pretty funny. It actually gets funnier oh, at, so funny. in the last few episodes. The there's a there's I mean just like any other sketch show. There's some sketches that hit and some that miss. Um, but overall, I think this had more hits than misses. Uh, I thought it was really funny. I, I think she's really funny. Uh, it's a good yeah. ca cast of people. Um, the writing is very clever. The way it's put together, it's put together like as if somebody was kind of on their smart TV searching around for something to watch and changing channels, yeah. and every sketch is a, dif a different channel, which I think is very interesting. Uh, I watched another documentary. I feel like I've seen so much documentary <laughs> this week, and I, I have, because I have another documentary after this. But this is called Cursed Films. It is on Shudder. Uh, it's a documentary about... Uh, uh, franchises like The Exorcist, Poltergeist, The Omen, that has like uh, haunted productions uh, behind it. How uh, people have been harmed and things like that in 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 those movies. And the first episode was about The Exorcist. I really really enjoyed this. I'm a movie buff, so I give this uh, first episode at least a nine. Uh, I saw a S American sitcom on CBS this week called Broke. Mm -hmm. Did you see this? I did as well. With yes. Polly Peretti uh, from mm -hmm. uh, NCIS, I guess, fame. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is that Abby? Abby, right? Yeah. Abby. Yeah. Everybody had a crush on her when you were in high school, probably. Um, yes. Everybody. <laughs> uh, it's about a woman who her what her m mother and her, her uh, I think it's her stepfather move back to town and they she finds out they don't have any money they've gone broke even though they were rich and that's why it's called broke I feel like we sh saw the show already and it was a another show yeah. we already saw called indebted and it was the exact same yep. plot <laughs> yep I have that in my notes haven't we seen this before uh, yeah, what did you what did you think? Thing. I don't. Yeah, I didn't like this at all. I gave it a four out of uh, ten. That's exactly what I gave it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. We usually don't agree on this. Well, this wasn't a good sitcom, though. 
I mean, no, it, wasn't it wasn't the worst sitcom I saw this week, but it was it wasn't a good sitcom. <laughs> I know what the worst sitcom you seen this week was because I also saw this, but we will talk that about that later. Um, okay, last documentary thing I saw this week. I promise. Uh, how to fix a drug scandal? This is on Netflix. All of it. Go uh, go and watch it if you want to see an extremely boring documentary about something very interesting. <laughs> that is that is what I'm going to uh, say about it because it, it is extremely interesting premise about this uh, uh, girl uh, woman called Sana, Sonia Farak that gets. Uh, Arrested because she worked in the crime uh, drug uh, uh, lab, and she uh, took the drugs oh, okay. inside of that in that crime lab, and or, or abused uh, the evidence that was inside of there. So the premise of the documentary is extremely, extremely interesting. But uh, but uh, oh, I hated this. With a passion, it is just so poorly done. It's like it's it's very uh, bland and uninteresting when it's such a good story. So I give it three out of ten. All right. Uh, what about Tales from the Loop on Amazon? Did you see yeah. this? I did because I I. Totally fucked up when we talked about this. Uh, what do you mean? I said, oh, you mean that Jodie Foster show? Oh, right, when we talked about it on, what, <laughs> Monday, I think we talked about it. Monday, or, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I guess she, what, directed an episode or something, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, it called Tales from the Loop on Amazon. Uh, it's multiple tales about this futuristic uh, time period where there's this secret uh, group or business called The Loop, and some sometime in the past, robots came out from underneath the ground and nobody knows where they came mm -hmm. from, and they just kind of inhabit the land with the humans, kind of robots and humans living uh, side by side, but the People don't know where the robots even came from, really. Very strange, futuristic time period. Um, but it's not one con continuous story. It's all these separate tales, why it's called Tales from the Loop. Each episode is a different story. That part I did not like about it. I wanted, I would rather it be a continuous story that I could follow. Um, so about episode why, four, I got to a point where yeah. I was like, I'm, I can't waste my time on this. I have other shows to watch that, like, actually go somewhere? Uh, the reason is because this is based on a Swedish uh, art uh, artist called Simon Stolhag, uh, and every episode is a picture of his. Right, okay. Based on a picture of his. Based on a picture. Right, not a book right. or a short story even, based on a picture. No. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the show? Oh, this was not very good. I did not like Tales from the Loop. I thought I would love this. And the premise of it looked super interesting. 
but it felt very unhinged. Do you understand what I mean about that? It felt very unhinged. No. Uh, it felt very disjointed from oh, each okay. other. Each episode yeah. doesn't feel connected, right? Well, I mean, right. the first and second yeah. episodes, you, there's like one lady who is in both episodes, right? And that's like the most right. connection you have there. Um, and that's yeah. kind of through the whole, Rebecca. at least through the episodes. I saw four episodes. How many? How many of them did you see? I saw three or okay. four. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, wasn't, I'm not going to continue watching it. Is the thing. Like, the first yeah. episode, I was like, oh, th- this is really interesting. I-, I can't wait to right. see more. And then I didn't get to see more of what I w- was interested in from the first episode, and it made me right. lose complete interest in the whole show. By episode three, I was like, yeah. why am I still watching this? By episode four, I was like, I- I'm done. <laughs> yeah, no, I-, I totally agree with you. Uh, uh, what'd you give one, it, though? One show Number, I... Numbers on it. Oh, yeah, number. Um... Uh, week 5.5. I gave it a 6. I mean, it's still well produced. Right. Like, the, it's well shot, the acting is decent, you know, this and that. Right. I think I'm 100% sure that you have not seen, because it's from Apple TV. It's called Home Before Dark. Okay. Um, it is... Uh, inspired by the reporting of an investigator. Uh, I have read uh, some of uh, the writing of this. Um, So it's about this young girl that moves from Brooklyn to like a small lakeside uh, town where her dad had uh, uh, died. And when she's there, she's pursued by uh, finding uh, the, the cold cases, uh, including her father, uh, like tried to bury in that town. It is. Um, I've seen three episodes of this. It has Jim Sturgis in it, uh, and it also has uh, 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 Joel Carter. I like those. People, there's some good actors in it. I'm, I'm not saying that it's bad, but I'm not saying it's super good either. It's pretty average, so I give it a six. That Apple Apple uh, Plus, it really putting out some great shows over there. <laughs> not really. No, I, I, I don't. People were so hyped when it first came out, and it's like nothing good has come out of it basically except for one well, star wars show yeah <laughs> and that There's was like one very, that was very the one show, thing yeah. and that everybody now is just like stuck with it who whoever like put in a year subscription or whatever you know what i mean they're stuck with this crap service oh. that doesn't really give you anything uh whatever i'm sure po- some people like disney crap uh let's see mental samurai on fox game show for all <laughs> I know. Did you see this? <laughs> no, but I have heard about it from somebody that saw it and said it was a, a beautiful mess. It doesn't make any sense. Like, the show itself is completely <laughs> nonsensical in the sense... Like, it's possible to win it, but it's very unlikely that anybody would ever win. Um, it, it's got Rob Lowe as the host, which doesn't really make any sense. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh... It, it, okay, so it's a trivia show, 
but you're put in this basically like a carnival uh, ride apparatus that's this giant arm with like a, a chair on it, and you're flung around this arena to like look at each of the different questions, and there's like five... Uh, five different categories. I think there's three questions each and you have to answer every question within five minutes and you can't, you can't get a single question wrong. You have to get every question right. Uh, and you have to do it within five minutes. So if you don't answer every question within the five minutes, you also lose. Nobody won in the episode that I saw. Uh, somebody got pretty close, but nobody won. It's a really stupid show. It's, um, I don't know how to describe it other than, who wants to be a millionaire at a carnival uh, with Rob Lowe? That's that's the show. I give it a three. Wow. Uh, hey, talking about the wrestling man, you know? Uh, I'm wrestling man now. There was a commercial for something called the Big Show Show, and I said very loudly and very. Uh, easy. I said, I'm never ever going to watch that. Well, I did. <laughs> okay. I did as uh, well. This is on Netflix. This is uh, with Allison <clears throat> Mann uh, and Paul White or The Big Show. Uh, that's the most famous one. I don't uh, have no clue who the kids it, there's are. some other wrestlers in it later in the season, like right. uh, yeah, uh, Mark Henry and a few other people. But this isn't good. <laughs> it is a terrible, terrible television program. Uh, I mean, it is bad. It's a really, really, really atrocious. <laughs> It is, uh, it is not funny, but it's so not funny that it's funny. <laughs> it's hilarious how not funny it is. Bad. Yes. And, and, and the acting in this is also atrocious. And, uh, I mean, I like Alison Mom. I mean, I've seen her in good things, but this is... This is definitely not one of this. Just uh, incredibly trite and extremely boring. Tell the audience a little about the plot. <laughs> the uh, plot. It's every American <laughs> sitcom you've ever seen, except <laughs> the big show is big. That's the that's yeah. the story. He's larger than normal people are, but he also is just a normal guy, and he has to take care of his kids. And oops, he broke the handrail on the stairs because guess what, bro? He's larger than normal. <laughs> yeah, and were people like screaming to their to their uh, podcasts, "What the fuck did you like, Alison Mumlin? I am a big fan of One Tree Hill. Well, you're clearly That's wrong me. on that. But what did you give this show oh. as far as number wise? I gave it a two. <sighs> this is in terrible. It's in the two cat uh, territory to me. Yeah, because I gave it. Go ahead. A, gle a gleasing one point five. <laughs> I could be persuaded that way. It's just the dialogue was so stilted <laughs> and broken. Like you could tell they just read it, like read the line oh. off a piece of paper right before they went out to do it. Um, so atrociously bad. Big Show is not a good actor. He's just not. Uh, he and he's <sighs> doing a lot of lines in this, and none of them work. 
And they do, he's a professional wrestler in the, like, his character in the show is himself, right? Mm-hmm. And that whole thing feels pandering and stupid. Like, when they <laughs> they have, um, bring your uh, dad to work, or bring your dad, dad to, to school. school day. Right, and yeah, they're yeah. introducing all their dads, and, uh, oh, my, my dad's a doctor, my dad's a lawyer, and then... She, the girl introduces her dad and she has to do the whole entrance with the big show music. How many times in the two episodes <laughs> did they play the big show music? Maybe like four or five times? Four five times at least. I was two episodes in your out, by the way. I don't know about you. No, I didn't make it through uh, more than two episodes. It was hard to make it through two episodes. <laughs> it was so I could almost not do it. I was like, oh, I have to watch episode two. I have to watch episode two. I have to watch episode two. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Oh, anything else, Look, That was the last thing I saw, I think, yeah. Yeah, me too. That works out good. <laughs> I mean, we did see one other thing. Vampires episode three. Yeah, what is it all about? Uh, this episode is called Your Old Life is Gone Now. That's the title. Mm-hmm. As Donya is drawn deeper into the, into the nymph's web, Martha races to help Andrea and Elise shed new life on Ren, Renado's genetic research. Yeah. Um, a little down from last uh, episode. <laughs> Not as much action, but... Some very needed explanation in this episode. Right, because the first episode we saw this lady come in and, like, burn this other lady's face and steal her kid, and we were like, what is going on here? It never was explained in the first two episodes. Third episode, maybe three-quarters of the way through this episode, we finally get some explanation, maybe one side of the story of why that happened. Yeah, and I think think it's... um, It's... It was okay. Uh, like I said, I I wasn't a huge fan of this episode, uh, but uh, I I I still think it's very stylistic, and they do some very good shots here and there. The acting is still on par. Uh, there is some explanation that we need to get to know soon because uh, the lore of of this series is totally different from other TV shows that has to do with vampires or movies and any, any vampire lo- like it doesn't right. it's completely different <laughs> than anything I've ever seen in the sense that in this vampire lore there are like different quality like grades of blood there there's like it, like if they were meats like different qualities of meat mm-hmm. there's different grades of blood like animal blood is down here and then uh, human blood that's, like, from a virgin is, like, the best blood or something that you can get, I'm guessing. I don't know, right. but then there's, like, middle-of-the-road blood where it's just, like, some guy who, like, works at Kmart. His his blood is not as good as, like, if you are to get, I don't know, uh, the Queen's blood or something like that, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's so... It's so weird. Uh, that's one of the things I have the biggest problems with this... with the show is... Ex- uh, understanding the rules. I think it's just that rules. we're not used to it. Like, one, once we get used right. to the rules, I think we'll 
it'll be a little uh, more clear, but I, I don't know, yeah. But I, I think it goes a very long way uh, to not explain the rules. <laughs> and that's what I don't understand. Like, if you if you try to introduce new lore, shouldn't you do that by three shows? Shouldn't we understand the rules? Like, right away? Oh, right. But that's the thing right. about this show is, like, it is building... Uh, just look at the part with the, the woman getting burned... Uh, in the past and right. then the kid being stolen it this is right. uh, this is a show that does that where it's like i'm gonna explain it as as i go i'm not gonna right. put it all out at the beginning so i guess that's just the style of show it is i gave this episode a seven this uh, yeah i would probably go yeah i think a seven's about right yeah i can't wait to see episode four with you this has come a weekly tradition Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll figure out when we're going to do it. Uh, it's very nice. It's perfect, then. It, it fits very perfect to watch together, because it's like it's not super interesting to watch alone, but it's interesting to talk about theories when we watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Luke even explained something to me this week, so because I was confused by a guy that got some blood. And I was like, what is he getting blood for? And you like remember this and i was like oh that's right <laughs> let's go to the main topic luke what are we talking about uh david shaler yeah who's david shaler uh david shaler is a former british mi5 officer and whistleblower he was prosecuted under the official secrecy act of 1989 for passing secret documents to the mail on sunday in August 1997, that alleged an MI5 that MI5 was paranoid about socialists, and that it had yeah. previously investigated the Labour Party minister Peter Mendelssohn, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Straw, and Harriet Harman. Yeah, I remember him very much. Okay, what do you remember uh, about this? I remember uh, it coming up. In 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 two thousand, uh, I think I I I remember watching some YouTube videos uh, about him, and uh, there was much written about it. Like I I I I have always been very into uh, into British history and things like that, and I uh, I watched uh, a show called. Um, <laughs> Have I got news for you? Have you heard about that? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, he he appeared uh, on uh, uh, Have I Got News for You. It's it's a new show. Uh, uh, well, it's a comedy show where they make fun of the news of the week. Right. Okay. Right. So it's it's kind of that show. It's a panel show. It's very popular. Um. Yeah. And. Uh, I just remember uh, a lot written about this uh, in in uh, from ninety seven or something to to two thousand somewhere. I remember just hearing about this guy, like relating to other conspiracy theories, where it would be like right. he would be referenced as like, oh, well, uh, 
that's true because David Shaler revealed this about this, uh, that kind right. of, and then I remember hearing it so many times and being like, I want to do some research into this guy and we're doing, and then we did it. <laughs> now we're doing it. Uh, right. Shaler stated that MI6 had been involved in a failed assassination attack on Libyan leader, M- M- uh, well, Gaddafi, uh, in February of 1996, without the permission of the foreign secretary, uh, the plot involved paying Libyan Islamic fighting group to support uh, in with supporters in London to link with links to Al Qaeda, a hundred thousand mm-hmm. pounds to carry out the attack. The group w- was paid to plant a bomb underneath uh, Qaddafi's motorcade. Yeah, uh, they they tiger kinged. They tried to tiger king this guy. Uh, <laughs> that's a new sentence now. right yeah i think i didn't uh, the u.s end up uh, assassinating Gaddafi eventually anyways yes yeah. right yeah uh, according to shaler the 1994 bombing of the israeli embassy in london was known by the intelligence service services before it happened as well and could and that it could have been prevented the British government later yeah. placed an injunction on uh, republication of Shaler's claims, although it was later lifted uh, in 1997, November, allowing the paper to print the claims of how the bombing in of the Israeli embassy in 1994 could have been prevented. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he has claimed a lot of things. Right. It is very interesting. After revealing information to the Mail on Sunday, like we said, on August 1997, he fled uh, the day prior to publication of the story, uh, first to Utrecht in the Netherlands and later to France with his girlfriend and former colleague Annie McMahon and was arrested by French police August 1st, 1998 with an extradition warrant request by the British government. held in La Santa prison for four months on November 1998, the French courts determined the British government extradition request was politically motivated and therefore not grounds for extradition. Yeah, and here it says, in 2000, 2000 Shaler appeared, oh, have I got news for you via satellite. I didn't know that. Yeah. Right, and that's where you see, saw him for the first time. I mean, like... Uh, he had definitely had an interesting story in the, it, he's, I don't know if, if people in England consider him this, but it, when you read through it, he's basically like the British Edward Snowden. Oh, definitely. And there are, there are some other things about him that isn't that good, but we'll talk about that a little later. Why don't you go into that right now? Uh, 9-11 truth. Yeah. Because following the release of the 9-11 Commission reports, David Shaler joined the 9-11 Truth Movement, which maintains its primary tenant that the belief of official explanation of the 9 uh, September 11, 2001 attacks was partly or completely prudent. Shaler uh, claims that the planes seen crashing into the World Trade Center were switched out plane, uh, planes. With those uh, de- detonation. Uh, de- detonation pods underneath, as well as saying that the attacks on Pentagon uh, was not the result of uh, plane impact. In February 2007, Shiler 
appeared in Ireland with Anne um, McMahon and William Rodriguez, both Shaler and his former partner McMahon, have repeatedly claimed that the mainstream British media has misreported their statement and judgment passed against them in an attempt to smear their reputation. Uh, and this is probably the most interesting thing that we'll go into, I guess, right after this, we'll go to his website, but the, his claims mm -hmm. of divinity, Shaler speaks positively about David Icke, who I think we've, have we Ooh. done David Icke in the past? We've talked, yes, we definitely we talked about David Icke topics. Yes. I don't think we've done him. We should probably put him down as just a topic himself. Um, I think we have. Have we? Okay. I'd have to go back. <laughs> yes, and, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, we definitely talked about like alien people and all the stuff he talks about for sure. Right. Uh, he speaks positively about David Icke, an individual who has claimed to be the son of God. David has done some... Uh, uh, okay. David has done some enormously important work. I see him has... Him as John the Baptist to my Christ. I have spoken to him on the phone and suggested we meet. Shaler himself has staked a claim to divinity. Shaler has said he is committed to destroying what he calls the Zionist Empire. Right. Yeah, so... Cray-cray! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, he's also claims to be a transvest transvestism? Uh, Shaler, uh, in nineteen or two thousand nine, Shaler further discussed his, the claims of being a messiah and revealed that he was living as a woman in a squat Ambinger Hammer, Surrey, Ambinger mm -hmm. Hammer. Uh, his former girlfriend Annie McMahon claims Shaler's long battle with the intelligence services led him to suffer a breakdown. Shaler has since told newspapers that his alter ego is called Dolores Kane. So yeah. he had a breakdown, is what his former girlfriend says. He says that he is just has an alter ego who's a woman. But let's go to his website, because it's uh, made, and it looks like a newspaper website from the 90s. What is the website? Maybe not the 90s, maybe like the early 2000s. It's a little... It's right. a little too updated to be 90s. Um, yeah, let's see. Where should we go but first, what is I guess? the website? Oh, right. DavidShaler.com. Yes. Uh, well, the most recent post is from 2017. So this isn't very much updated. Uh, yeah, not really. Uh, let's see, there's some interesting stuff in here, though. Uh, if you kind of, well, I guess you have to, like, shrink the page a little bit. Shrink the page a little bit, and then you go to, uh, there's, like, a drop-down menu in the far right-hand top corner. Okay. And it says, Countdown to Doomsday? Or yes. Or Domesday? <laughs> Domesday, yeah. Uh, and here's a... A tweet a from David Shaler, the Christ, from July 25th, 2019. So that's definitely uh, been updated since 2019, July, I guess. Uh, David Shaler says, once again, the BBC is wrong. The end is 3.33 p.m. BST, Sunday, August 22nd, 2000, 
2021. So next year, August next year is when oh. the world is going to end, Fro, and it's got a countdown here. 500 days, 18 hours, 47 minutes till the world ends, my dude. That will be nice. That will be very, very nice. Let's go to help me oppose evil, maybe? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, over 20 years ago, I blew uh, the whistle uh, on MI-16 founding an Al-Qaeda assassination operation. To the, the, this day, the British government has <laughs> never heard my uh, evidence. Uh, and you can see some videos, and he has also published a book called The Truth About, no, it's called Law, The Truth About Its Source, Principles and Primaries, and How It Can Be Used to Save the World. That's a convoluted fucking title, but sure. Okay, let's go to About, I guess, is probably a good place to go. Uh, and then go down. It says, uh, stop the press. Uh, the statement about the Qaddafi plot, the letters Annie handed to Special Branch uh, today, March 2000, uh, our comments will be posted here shortly, and then it has the posts, and it has all the stuff uh, from back and forth from him to uh, the government, I guess. Yeah. But what I find most confusing is not that you can send him money or anything like that, but at the end of every fucking site on this website, it is says brought to you by the third and final testament. Get out of debt now. The book of the law.org. And I click that. Mm-hmm. And and it is a book about money. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, that's just like a banner ad for some other thing. Yeah, yeah. not related, I guess. <laughs> but I find it so confusing. But uh, no, nothing about him uh, being the Christ or anything. So it's kind of it's kind of boring this website. Yeah, there's not a shop or anything. Uh, they it's just like donations uh, through PayPal. Um, yeah, we could click news. Uh, I did that news. Let's see. Oh, David speaks at Awakecon 2017. That will be very nice in 2017. Oh, that's two years ago. You say? <laughs> when is his last tweet from? 2020. Oh, March 9th. It's now today, actually. Yeah, he tweeted today saying, uh, let's see, responding to... Oh, Mike Cernovich. <laughs> oh, great. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I love his picture on, on, on Twitter, by the way, with his hand out as Christ. It says in his bio, uh, like Cassandra, I'm afflicted with the ability to see the future, but I'm un but am unable to change it because the political class prefers ignorance to wisdom. 
cool. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's go to his uh, wiki, wiki spooks, I guess. All right, so it says on this page, Shaler later aligned himself with the truth movements about the events of 9-11 and 7-7. As Tom Secker had noted, each time he espoused implausible viewpoints and allied with researchers of questionable integrity, he later claimed to be the Messiah and wore woman's clothing in public. Seeker suggested he still works for MI5 to discredit the truth movements. What do you think about that? That David Shaler is yeah. inside... Uh, actor like mi5 inside actor yeah. it says here british yeah. intelligence agency's surveillance of socialists former partner and fellow mi5 officer annie mcmahon shaler was prosecuted under the official secrecy act after documents uh alleged that mi5 was paranoid about socialists and had previously investigated the later labor party like we said mm-hmm yeah, and uh, of the end times, he says in a lengthy interview, uh, outside the box interview with Jason Litonus on January 17th, Shalar uh, discussed ethics, truth, awakening, finding peace, government corruption, Zionism, ISIS, anti-Semitism, Hitler, 9-11, Brexit, Trump and his new book law. He blamed the Zionism for the world's ill-stating End times began with the collapse of the Twin Towers on 9-11, which indicated three seven-year period. We're now in the final period. Uh, Tom Secker, like I said, has speculated that Shaler was recu- recruited in order to be later cut loose for the purpose of discrediting the opposition to 9-11 and 7-7. Secker's expl- explanation includes the very light sentence that Shaler served. And the bizarre nature of his 9-11 opinions and the locker bee bombing and its strange attention-seeking behavior such as his uh, Je- being Jesus announcement. So some people in mm-hmm. the 9-11 truth community think that this guy is definitely not what he says he is. But uh, look, where do you think he fits on the crisis scale? I mean, this is a wild story. To go from, like, a whistleblower <laughs> to being a 9-11 truther to being a... to thinking you're Jesus. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, if you were to think about it, if you were to think of it in, like, a conspiracy sense, you would be like, well, maybe this guy... Maybe the government got to him and messed his brain up with some kind of, you know, radio waves, and that's what caused him to go all crazy because they were attacking him... With some kind of like, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tinfoil hat theory. Radio. Right. Radio waves. Yeah. And that's what people, yeah, no, a lot I... of people believe about him. And then there's the other theory we just talked about, where the 9/11 people think that he's some kind of uh, nefarious MI6 actor. Right. I think he's sadly just crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, he definitely revealed some true things about the government uh, that they definitely oh, yeah. didn't want to be revealed. I mean, when it comes to the British government trying to uh, dispel socialism, I mean, just look at Jeremy. what happened to Jeremy Corbyn. You don't think the government yeah. had anything to do with that? No, I totally agree. Right. 
So, I, uh, is I, it crazy? I, uh, the beginning parts of his life, no. Was he possibly discredited by the government? Or, or was he working with the government to discredit other people? I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably right. give this a s- six on the crazy scale. Yeah, I'm right in front of you with a six point five. I think it's 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 not a super duper crazy, mostly because of the amazingly good work he did early in his career and what we should focus on. I mean, he's a hero in many ways. Let's move on to WrestleMania. We have teased it enough. Two nights, look. Um, before we go into the results, uh, let's talk about part one versus part two. Uh, part one was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was weird without an audience and being pre-taped yeah. and... They clearly were editing editing the matches. Uh, we could see some of the cuts here and there where it was like, it's not a live wrestling match. Like, they could have redid half the match and just, you know, they could have done the match four times and then taken the parts that they w- were the best looking and, like, edited them all together for all we know. You know what I mean, Fro? So we can't really yeah, judge the yeah. wrestling on whether it was good wrestling or not because we really don't know. Uh, but as far as, like, an entertainment Package, I would say the first night was definitely better than the second night. Yeah, because the second night was atrocious. Yeah, so let's go through these things really quick as far as uh, our bet goes. Uh, So why don't you do uh, who won, and I'll tell you who of us won the bet. Cesaro defeated Drew Gulak. We didn't bet on that. Alexa Bliss uh, and he crossed the beaded uh, Kabuki Warriors. Uh, we both bet on the Warriors to win, so we neither of us got a point there. Yeah. We are shit at this. Uh, Elias defeated King Corbin. Uh, you got a point there. Becky Lynch defeated Shayna Shayna Baszler, and we both picked Baszler. Yeah, and so did Jeremy. <laughs> uh, Sami Zayn uh, with Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Daniel Bryan with Drew Gulak. Uh, I don't think we bet on this one. Oh, no, we did. Uh, you got a point there. Or, no, I got a point there. Sorry. Okay. John Morrison defeated Jim Musso and Kofi Kingston. Uh, you got a point there. Kevin Owens defeated uh, Seth Rollins. I got a point there. Braun Strowman defeated Goldberg. Uh, Braun Strowman defeated Goldberg. Oh, right. This is the one where we bet who was going to be in the match, and neither of us got a point there. Right. Uh, the Undertaker uh, defeated AJ Styles. And I got a point there. So that was night one. What is uh, the uh, result so far? I was two points up at the end of night one. Right. So we go to part two. Liv Morgan defeated Natalia. We, we, didn't, have that. we didn't bet on that, obviously. 
No. Charlotte Flair uh, defeated uh, Rhea Ripley. Uh, you got a point there. Alistair Black defeated Bobby Lashley. Uh, right. Uh, oh, I got a point there. Right. Otis defeated Dolph Ziggler. And you got a point there. Edge defeated Randy Orton. And you had a point there. The Street Profits defeated Angelo Garza and Austin Theory. Uh, you had a point there. And this is where we end up. Now we're tied. Okay. Then we have Bailey defeated Lacey Evans, uh, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. Uh, which neither of us got a point because you, you picked Evans and I picked Sasha. Yep. Yeah. Then we have the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, defeated John Cena. Uh, we both picked Wyatt. And Drew McIntyre defeated Brock Lesnar. Uh, and we both picked McIntyre, so we ended up uh, tying. Tying? Yeah, that's not fun. And I guess in a that's dark match, uh, Drew McIntyre went against the Big Show, which we didn't see, but that, I, yeah. that's just on here. Um... Yeah, we tied. Uh, so what do we... Do we want to do random number generator? Yeah. Okay. Why don't we talk about uh, the Edge-Randy Orton match before before we get into that? You mean the most boring mess of all time? Like, literally paint watching paint dry wrestling? It was, and there was the part where they went into a gym and hung a person by gym equipment, which was like, really, guys? Are we really doing this? I mean, the the Benoit documentary was last fucking week. Like, people, you know what I mean? I have an argument why I should win the uh, bet, by the way. Are you ready to hear that argument? Okay. Lacey Evans was the last wrestler out of you and me when we bet on Lacey and Sasha. She was the last one that didn't win. I mean, that's a really weak argument. Uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> I know. Number generator. I know, it's a weak argument. <laughs> uh, why don't you pick a number? What, what do we want to go between? One and one hundred, maybe. Sure, one hundred. All right. Go ahead and pick a number first, I guess. Okay, I will take from fifty out and up then. Okay, and I'll be below and boop. Sixty-eight. So you win. Sixty-eight. Okay. Cool. Uh, cool. I will tell you what we have to do next week because next week we already know what we're going to do. Hey, look, I've seen a movie this week. I've seen Trolls World Tour. Look, you didn't remember I told you this, and I didn't remember I watched it. Okay. That's a good sign. Yeah, isn't that a good sign? A great sign, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I didn't remember it, because it was absolutely nothing. I had fun watching it, though. Uh, I think the first one is better. Uh, by a mile. 
I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, but, I mean, what do you expect for from a movie where Justin B... Uh, oh, I almost said Justin Bieber. Justin Timberlake is one of the uh, voices. Do you expect high material? Do you expect good movie, really? Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, no, I don't know. I didn't see the first one, so... <laughs> I give it a five. <laughs> I saw a Netflix movie, uh, Coffee and Kareem, came out this week with Ed okay. Helms and Tarsha. Like uh, what is it? T- Tasia P. Henson, I think is her name. Tar- right. I like her as well. Right. But then it had that terrible Instagram guy, uh, King Batch, was also in it. Oh. Ugh. I don't like him. Uh, but I don't think he was in it for very... He was like a side character, not, nothing like... Not a main character of the story in any way. It was about a... A cop who is dating this woman, and her son is kind of like a little thug, gangster kid, and he doesn't like cops, so he wants his, this cop to get away from his mom, because he doesn't want him dating his mom, so he tries to get him... Literally tries to get him killed. And then they get in... He gets involved with his gang, and then the the cop has to try to get him out of trouble or I guess they're both basically in trouble with this gang uh it's interesting I wouldn't say it's a good movie in any way whatsoever I'd probably give it a 4.5 uh it's got a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes uh my dad hadn't seen Knives Out uh and he asked me oh can we see some uh, Easter crime because that's that's very popular in Scandinavia, uh, especially around Easter. We have a lot of crime shows on TV, huh. and okay. he's like, "Is there is there an intelligent, funny movie about crime?" And I said, "Have you seen Knives Out?" And he goes, "No," and we watched it, and it's so good. I love Knives Out. It is so. Funny and it's so intelligently done. It's definitely uh, James Bond's best movie without being James Bond. Okay. I give it an eight point yeah. five. Yeah, you'd seen it before, right? Before you watched it. This yeah. Week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Have you? You still haven't watched it, have you? No, I haven't. I mean, it looks okay, no. but like from the reviews, it was basically they're like. It's Clue 2019, so. It is Clue. It is definitely Clue. Did you like Clue? I mean, when I was a kid, I thought it was funny. And now it, they, it's like, <laughs> uh, when you, if you rewatch it, I think I saw it like five years ago or something. It's not a good film. No, it's not a good movie. Uh, I, I think it's better than Clue, though. Yeah, sure. I'm, but yeah. uh, Luke, you gave me something to watch this week. I did. It's 12 Months of Hell. Yeah. You gave me John Hammer Beyond the Binds of I. I'm going to almost disqualify this because it's not a movie. It's a fucking long music video. But uh, other than that, I... But if you go to the YouTube page of Jan Hammer, is it John Hammer or Jan? I think it's Jan Hammer. Yes. Jan Hammer. Yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, it does yeah. say full movie. 
Yeah. It is computer animated. And if I took acid, I think I probably would enjoy this entirely much more than I did because I don't do acid. I did not enjoy this movie <laughs> at all. I have never been so fucking bored out of my mind <laughs> in my entire fucking life, Luke. I I had very, very, very problems watching this. I had to do it in uh, periods of five minutes at the time. So that's how atrociously bad this movie is because I was like, I'm going to be honest. The first five minutes, I was like, okay, this is just funny. This is made in DivX or or something. Do you remember DivX? Uh, sure, I guess so. Right. I think this is made the, in DivX. This was made in, like, the 90s, like you said. So it's very... It's the... If anybody's seen Lawnmower Man, it's, right. made, it's the same animation as Lawnmower Man, the movie. <laughs> But it's so atrociously boring. Like I have no clue why why this is so bad. But uh, uh, like I said, I think I think I have never ever seen something like this before. So I give it kudos for that, I guess. But. This is going to get a 9.5 on the shit scale. Because I could almost not watch it. And I I, 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 I almost messaged you and said, I give up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of the point of this whole exercise, isn't it? Is for it to be really yes. terrible? And and like like I said, I I think we have a clear winner of the tournament right now. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> because like here's the thing: Do you remember uh, like uh, argument reality things like the roller coaster scene in this, for mm-hmm. example? Right. Like, let's talk about the roller coaster scene in this. Like I I I I had fun with the roller coaster scene in this. Because it reminded me of of like our argument reality things where 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 you're supposed to go up and down on a roller coaster, and that's that's what it is. But I wasn't in the mood. I wasn't in the mood to be on this roller coaster for forty nine fucking minutes, and that's 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 exactly what it felt like. It felt like a roller coaster of. Image after image after image after image that had no coherency or uh, or whatsoever like storyline in mind. And it is so fucking atrociously boring. Oh, I hated this. Grammy award winning though. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did you give it a score already? Did I miss it? Nine point five. 9.5. Okay. Almost gave up. And I two movies this week cuz we missed last month or uh, this month uh we right? We this month we're yes. doing two movies. So, I guess the other movie for this month 
I'm going to go a little more recent 2007 film from. Okay. Uh, starring Eddie Griffin. You know who that is? Mm. No, I don't think so. Yeah, you'd know him if you saw him. Uh, and you okay. will be seeing him. Red Line from 2007. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a little description. <laughs> Sounds very atrocious. Uh, Natasha is an aspiring si- singer and ace driver. She gets a gig illegally race- racing flashy sports car for a wealthy music producer. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that doesn't sound that bad. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Luke is so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you have a link for it for me later. Uh, yeah, I'll get you one. Good. Okay, cool. Uh, that will be awesome. Awesome. That sounds... Especially like something I want to watch. Not really, but knowing you, it's going to be shit. So, uh, but that's the whole point of this. Yeah, so that is kind of the point. I, I'm getting where I'm. I, I'm like I'm getting to the point where I'm looking forward to this contest being over. But uh, look. Uh, let's talk about the movie that I thought was going to be about Jesus Christ. It's definitely not about Jesus Christ. Let's watch the audio trailer for Dolly Lamb. There once was a woman. Okay. Made of moonlight and teeth. Made of moonlight and teeth. Delicious. Searching for something. Mm. Hunting. Oh, EFC. I love the EFC movies. You were accepted. Oh, my shepherd. I need a deeper experience with you than I ever had. <laughs> so beautiful. This looks like exactly mind. like Midsummer. Right? It really. It's like a. Definitely a cult movie, like that. Let's pray. Yeah. My wives, you all came to me broken. I mean, there's definitely some Jesus correlations going on with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I gave you daughters and sisterhood and life. Let us reflect on our blessings. Yes, yes. my shepherd. You think that because you haven't had your time yet, that makes you special. Prepare yourself, child. Our great shepherd wow. will be so sweet on you then. It's very close to visually, like you would meet somewhere as well. I mean, I, it's not even close. It's like almost copying. Yeah. I love that song though. I, uh, it does actually look more entertaining, maybe, than Midsummer. Let's go. Or maybe a little more American, I should say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Midsummer is about the Swedish cult. This is definitely more American. Of all my children, you're the purest in your faith. I want to see it though. It does look good. It looks creepy. And it's in the OFC. So I like OFC. IFC. IFC, sorry. 
Okay, so what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Uh, the Other Lamb. Uh, a young woman born into an all-female cult begins to question the teachings of her leader. Uh, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 68% on Metacritic, uh, 67% of Google users liked it. So pretty close together scores there, somewhere you know in between a 5 and a 7. <laughs> the first thing I find on 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 Rotten Tomatoes, uh, four stars. If you enjoyed Midsummer or the excellent 2011 movie uh, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene, you m might enjoy this excellent performance, stunning locations, and cinematography. Difficult and dark uh, to watch at times. That's funny. Uh, I I went to the I went to IMDb. Sorry, I was going to say Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, that's not right. Uh, I went yeah. I went to the IMDb and I got a, this one's one out of ten from Contact Maz three. He says, uh, as the title says, don't bother bother because this is a complete load of trash. Uh, mm. But DKSPL3 says, 9 out of 10, I really don't understand why this movie has such a low rating. I really enjoyed it. It reminds me a little of The Village. It also reminds me of Von Tier's work. A really, It's really a piece of solid, dark cinema with controversial themes. Maybe this con uh, controversial... Uh, maybe this is the conversion to the reason why some people don't like this movie. I don't understand that, but... Hmm. Uh, I found a two-star <laughs> from Alexander K. It says, Meh. Lots of scenes just staring at each other and drawn out. Talented cast uh, from ladies, but would not recommend. I got a one out of ten. says, Just just don't. Uh, Collierville Kid says, Don't waste your time on this. I'm all for artsy films, but this is nothing beyond the synopsis you've read. Uh, beautiful, but it earns one star. Uh, 9 out of 10. This movie causes men's anger by Meldon. Uh, this is a film that very accurately tackles the subject of the patriarchy, male domination, and sexism. We have a problem with the patriarchy even today as evidenced by these negative ratings and the anger of men given in the comments to this film. Okay. Yep. I, uh, I guess, uh, that's something. Well, uh, which movie do you want to see this week? Oh, wait. There's only, There's one, only one movie, movie. I guess. Oh, so oh. I guess that one. That's that one by default. Uh, I told you this before we started recording. I said, I can't wait to the end of the year thing we do every year where we do favorite movies and TV shows of the year. It will be very easy to do, to do movies. I've seen almost nothing this year. So far, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And it's not coming out a lot of movies either because this year is crazy. I mean, the year of the Corona. TV definitely hasn't slowed down. I'd say it's picked up, if anything. Oh, picked up, definitely. Yeah. 
all of a sudden they decided to like shift everything out. Like, uh, did you know that you have a new streaming service now? Look, uh, what is it? It's called Cumio. Oh, I've seen commercials for this. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know really what it even has. Uh, I read like two sentences about it. It looked interesting. And I can't, of course, get it because I'm in Norway. So, well, why the fuck do I care? <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I saw some interesting things there. I thought it was more uh, like a YouTube will... than anything else. I think it's like short videos. It's not like full-length videos, right? Yeah, no, but, but some of it stuff looked super interesting. I will try to find an article about it. Uh, why don't you tell the audience a little about what you watched on YouTube this week while I look for that? What did I watch on YouTube this week? I don't I don't know. What did I, what did I watch on YouTube? I guess the I saw a video about the hype house falling apart already, okay. which is like yeah. took what like 3 months or something. <laughs> 2 months, yeah. 2 months, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was like nothing. Uh, yeah, according to Nielsen estimates, uh, Netflix Tiger King is one of the service most viewed original shows, trailing only Stranger Things. So that's funny. I'm not surprised, I guess. I mean, everybody's inside right now. I think that probably helps a lot <laughs> with the rating. Yeah. And uh, and I I like that they 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 spoiled the last episode that uh, Carol Baskin will not be in it because she hated uh, the show. She's like, no, I'm never ever going to do anything more documentary wise. <laughs> it's like she 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 was so angry at how she was pretend. I, I, I can understand that to a certain point. I mean, they more or less tell you that she killed her husband, so... I guess that's something. I, sure. I would be pretty angry if I if, if I didn't kill my husband. <laughs> like we said, there's no I, I think good I would... people in this, so I think everybody wound up looking bad out of this. I don't think there was anybody that was probably happy with how this... Like anybody in the documentary that was happy how they looked. No, they shouldn't be happy at least. Yeah, no, I haven't watched that much YouTube things either. Uh, Lady Gaga was at the Jimmy Fallon. I guess that's that's one of the the Jimmy Fallon has started like a home thing. Um, what? A home thing. A home. A home thing, yeah. He he uh, he he uh, has his show from home. Sure. So, like everybody's doing, I guess. Right. Right. <laughs> but but uh, according to we ha we kind of have to do it at home. He doesn't like. Oh, I mean, he could do uh, it in the studio with nobody in it, but that wouldn't that would right. be just like. Uh, it would be almost the same as doing it from home, so there's really no point. Yeah. I couldn't find the article. Anyway, uh, I think that's it for for this week. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. 
What about you? Do you have anything interesting for the Jeremy round? Uh, I'm just seeing an article that I just posted up for you. Uh, doctor attacks teen girls for not practicing social distancing. Chokes chokes girl for not practicing. He had jumped on a girl and grabbed her and choked her for not practicing so- social distancing. I think yeah, those two mm. things are kind of counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of stupid. I can understand the anger. Yeah, but I mean, if you're, if you're mad at her for social dead. distancing, don't jump on her and be all on top. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, we we I can't wait for next week because we are going to talk about the most conspiracy theory, the newest conspiracy of them all, that 5G caused the coronavirus. It has gone so viral and so hard that people have started putting towers of 5G to on fire. That's one of the things we're going to talk about. So, right, and we've talked about these 5G look- conspiracies theorists in the past. We covered a group that believes in like that 5G is uh, controlling people or you know causing brain. Uh, going into people's brains and like messing with them. We covered this in the past. This is just an extension of that same conspiracy theory. Right. Uh, we will talk of news of the week. We will do Vampires episode 4. We will do another digital review of Trolls World Tour. Will you promise the audience to watch it to next week? I can try. I, I won't promise. <laughs> That that is a hard no. <laughs> That's a uh, okay maybe. <laughs> anyway, my name is Fro. I'm from the United States of Norway. My name is Luke. I'm from the Norway of the States. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. <laughs> <laughs>